step over one. Um, I was a little bored, so I figured I'd hop on and record a quick podcast. Um, I saw Colin Cowherd do something the other day where he went through each NBA team and said if they were a contender, a pretender, or a dark horse. So that's what I'm going to do today. We'll start in the Western Conference. Uh, we'll start at the top. The Los Angeles Lakers. LA, they're clearly a uh, contender. They're one of the favorites along with the Clippers and the Bucks, I would say, to win the finals. The Avery Bradley loss is going to hurt, but they have a lot of experienced guards that can take his minutes in the playoffs. So there's really no need to explain it. They have LeBron. They have Anthony Davis. Whenever you have those two, it doesn't matter the surrounding core you have around them. You're going to be a contender. Next up, we have the LA Clippers. They're also a contender. Um, they're the deepest team. They also have two stars, assuming Paul George decided he wants to play like a star. Um, Montrez and Lou off the bench are insane together. And they have some good role players with Pat, uh, Pat Beverly and Zubach is kind of nice. Marcus Morris, obviously. They have a nice team, so they're obviously a contender. Next up, we have Denver. Uh, I would say Denver's a dark horse. I think they have a shot in the West. Um, I don't think it's a good one, though. Uh, Obviously, Jokic's body is going to affect how many games they win because his body is so much different. Uh, I'm assuming most of you have seen the picture. Um, We'll see how it affects them. Uh, They need other players to uh, step up like Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray needs to be a guy that they can go to late game if they want to be relevant in the playoffs. Um, So yeah, I think they got a shot if Jamal Murray can play decent. He just needs to hit the big shots at the end of the games. Utah, I I think they're a pretender. Um, The Bogdanovich loss is huge. He was a big scorer for them. Um, and I just, Mike Conley wasn't, this team had so much potential at the beginning of the year, and it just really has, I mean, they've gone on some win spurts, a couple of them, but it really hasn't worked out the way that it should have. They should have been, I mean, sure, they're the four seed in the West, but they haven't meshed well together. They just, Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, obviously the coronavirus thing, I mean, that's really uncontrollable, but it just hasn't been a good season for the Utah Jazz. And this leads me to the next team, the OKC Thunder, who they're going to play in the first round, who I think will beat them. And I think they're a dark horse. I think they can easily um, beat the Utah Jazz, as I just said. I don't think they'll beat the Lakers. Uh, Maybe they can. Chris Paul can maybe steal a game or two, but I don't think it's realistic for them to beat the Lakers, so uh, I'll give them a dark horse. I don't think they're a pretender. I don't think they're a contender. I think they're one of the most clear dark horses on this list. I love Shea Gilgis Alexander. Steven Adams does his job. Uh, Gallinari's nice. They got some nice players. They definitely do. Uh, Houston. I think Houston... I think Houston's a pretender. I just don't see the small ball working at all. Uh, I don't particularly like the idea because in the playoffs, the games get a lot more physical. 
and they don't have the physicality to play with teams like the Lakers, to play with teams like the Clippers, and they're going to match up with Jokic in the first round. And sure, I mean, uh, offensively, they may have a field day against him, but Jokic is going to score at will against them because who's going to guard him? P.J. Tucker, P.J. Tucker cannot guard Jokic. Obviously, James Harden and Russell Westbrook uh, is a good big two, but after that, Rocco is fine. He can knock down a shot. Um, they've got some other players. Uh, Daniel House is whatever. I think they're a pretender simply because they don't have any size. Dallas Dallas can be a dark horse simply because of Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, although he's young, he is an absolute stud. He has a shot to be great in the playoffs. If they make it to the Western Conference Finals this year and beat the Clippers in the first round, then I think he's on a path to being a top five NBA player ever. Um... So, I it's simply because of Luka Doncic. Maybe Kristaps can get hot. Um, they have some other players. Tim Hardaway Jr. can fill it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, eight Memphis. Uh, Memphis is a pretender. They're too young. Um, odds are one of either Portland or New Orleans will either beat them um, out for the uh, ace. Uh, spot even though Memphis does have a three and a half game lead New Orleans has the easiest schedule in the Orlando regular season so I personally would pick New Orleans because I think New Orleans will probably win five or six games and I don't think Memphis is going to win more than three so I'd pick New Orleans um, Portland Portland can be a dark horse uh, because of Dame Dalla they're getting Nurkic back. Nurkic is great. Zach Collins is also coming back. It's interesting to see if they'll start Zach Collins or if they'll start uh, Carmelo. Um, I think that's quite interesting. Um, you really can't play Carmelo at the three these days because he just can't match up defensively. I would probably stay with Melo just because of chemistry at this point because Zach Collins has been out for the whole year basically. I'd probably go Melo, but I'm going to give him Dark Horse simply because of Dame Dalla. could fill it up. C.J. McCollum is a quality shooting guard in the league, and then they're getting Nurkic back. And Nurkic was a great center before he uh, went down with injury. New Orleans, New Orleans is the same thing. They're a Dark Horse. They're very young. Brandon Ingram, Zion, Lonzo, Drew Holiday is really their only veteran player. Um, J.J. Redick is solid. Can knock down a shot. Uh, it's interesting to see if JJ Redick will keep his streak alive, but for obvious reasons is why they're a dark horse. They just have so much firepower offensively. So, yeah, I'd say dark horse. We'll move over to the Eastern Conference here. Go up to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are definitely a contender. Uh, they're great. I love the Bucks, but it'll be interesting to see if they can. Um, if Giannis can finally show up in the playoffs, as he hasn't the past couple of seasons, well, he showed up in, that's unfair to Giannis. Giannis' team just hasn't been very successful. Giannis has been fine other than the last four games against the Raptors last year when they put Kawhi on him. Really, it was a total team effort, though. They just, they were quadru or quadruple teaming him under the basket, and 
nobody can beat a quadruple team. So, um, but he's got to find open teammates, and he's got. I would say they have a better team this year, even though they did lose Brogdon, and they did lose Miritich, but they did gain Wesley Matthews, and I think a lot of players on their team improved. Middleton has had a better season. Obviously, Giannis, I would say, has had a better season. Eric Bledsoe has had a better season. So I think overall their team has improved, uh, not just record standpoint, from an actual team standpoint as well. So they're a contender. Um, number two, the Raptors. The Raptors are a tough one. I'll, I'm going to say Dark Horse simply because the fact that people are sleeping on them. No one's really talking about the Raptors right now as a serious title contender. Uh, the Raptors are solid. The Raptors play great defense. Pascal Siakam and Kyle, Ra- Kyle Lowry uh, lead that team. I love Pascal. Kyle Lowry has been a great player in the league for a long time. Marcus Saul dropped a bunch of weight. It'll be interesting to see who they start at center between Serge and Marcus Saul. Um, they just have a very gritty, good team. The Celtics are a contender. Um, the Celtics are great. Jason Tatum is obviously a superstar. They have Kemba. They have Jalen Brown. Uh, they have Gordon Hayward, who's had a stellar season. Uh, the center position, Daniel Tice gets the job done. And his canner off the bench I don't love because with my bench center, I at least want a little bit of defense. Uh, and Ennis Kenner obviously doesn't bring that at all. Um, Brad Wanamaker is a pretty bad backup point guard, but they have a very good starting five. It's one of the best in the league. And for that reason, they're a contender. They also have a very good coach. The four-seeded Miami Heat. I would say the Heat are a dark horse. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, big two. They have shooters all around them. They lead the league and three-pointers um, made, I believe. Or it's the Rockets. I'm not sure. It's the Heat of the Rockets, but they obviously, and if they get hot, I can see them beating the Bucks. I think they will beat the Pacers, even though I am a Pacers fan, um, but I would say that they're a dark horse because no one's really talking about them like that, but I think they got a shot. The fifth-seeded Pacers, the Pacers are a pretender. I'm sorry to say it because I'll mention it again. I am a Pacers fan, but the Pacers are definitely a pretender. Um, They just don't have enough firepower. Actually, they're not definitely a pretender because if Victor Oladipo gets hot, then they're definitely a dark horse, but I just don't see that. Uh, Victor Oladipo saying he might not even play. He hasn't committed to playing yet. Justin Holliday, who is great off the bench for them, also said he's maybe not going to play. Um, so they have two guys that are very important to their success that are looming out there that they may not play. If Victor Oladipo doesn't play, they're not, you know, they may take one against the Heat, but they just don't have enough firepower. I'm sorry, DeMontis Sabonis cannot close you games, and Malcolm Brogdon struggled to do that at the end of the season. We'll move on to the six-seeded Sixers. The Sixers are definitely a dark horse. Um, they're, everyone knows that problems with the Sixers that everyone's talking about. I think they'll be fine in the playoffs. When it gets grittier, they have gritty players. and uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, Tobias Harris obviously isn't living up to his $35 million contract that he got this offseason. Uh, but they have 
solid players. Al Horford is a good veteran. Still good. He used to be great, but he's solid. Uh, they have, but they have two great players, and around them they have pretty solid players. So, I think they're a dark horse because if Joel Embiid uh, gets hot, then I think there's a shot. And the Nets and the Magic will close it out. Uh, they're both pretenders. They're not going to do anything. They'll both lose to the Raptors and the Bucks respectively. Um, um, who knows? Maybe they can each take a game if Spencer Deadwood gets hot and Evan Fournier gets hot, but I don't really see it. I think the Bucks are going to come out of there with a sweep, and I think the Raps will probably sweep. Um, it may take five for the Raps, but they'll definitely take care of business. There's just not enough firepower. Uh, Evan Fournier is really the only person that can fill it up for the Magic, and then Spencer Deadwitty and Karis LeVert are can both put the ball in the basket for the Nets, but obviously they both teams just don't match up with the uh, Bucks and the Raptors. So that's going to wrap it up. I thank you guys for listening to this short episode. I just wanted to get something out for you guys. Peace out.